Welcome back to Two Dudes Watch Cartoons, the podcast where two dudes, that's us, watch cartoons. My name is Alex. And my name is Evan. And today we have an amazing star-studded movie, Academy-nominated Will Smith, Academy Award-winning Angelina Jolie, Robert De Niro, and Martin Scorsese. The Amazing Shark Tale. Evan, I cannot believe this cast when I was going through this movie. The 2004 of this movie came out, Shark Tale, and it um, was probably something I watched maybe once, and I have not revisited since then. But when I looked at the cast of this movie, I, I was absolutely mind blown at the star power. What a fascinating movie. <laughs> I don't know if that's... How I I'm, it. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. <laughs> I think we're gonna have a <laughs> okay. Um, I uh, yeah. I don't think I've revisited this movie since 2004 either. And uh, I have a feeling we're gonna come in on opposite sides of the, the fence here. Um, because I don't feel like I've been missing out since 2004, but. You might disagree. It is a star-studded cast. Uh, it debuted back in 2004 at the the Venice Film Festival, and this is a weird piece of trivia. On Venice the, Film Festival, what? Th- yeah, doesn't that, isn't that the film festival premiered this movie? <laughs> it premiered at the Venice Film Festival, and they played it on the largest inflatable screen in the world that measures more than six stories tall over 3,900 square feet, and it took 20,000 cubic feet of air to inflate and more than 50 tons of water what? to stabilize. Why? That is such a weird and interesting fact, but this movie is kind of weird because to me, this is by DreamWorks, so they have seen recent success with Shrek, right? They just had like a box office. So I think Mm-hmm. In my mind, they have Shrek money, DreamWorks, and they're like, let's get the most big name actors we can for a movie. And he, we get Shark Tale. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what came out a year before? What? Nemo. Oh, okay. Ready for this? The whole thing with Lenny. Lenny is a shark who's a vegetarian. He won't eat any fish. That gave me strong fish are friends, not food vibes, Bruce, (laughs) from Finding Nemo. So someone saw that and they were like, let's extrapolate. Let's extrapolate a whole movie about it. Uh Uh-huh. You hit some of the main stars. uh, We got Will Smith, Jack Black, Robert De Niro, Renee Zellweger, Angelina Jolie, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese is a weird one because – He's like now the guy he's who so he's not, I mean, decorated um, uh, director, but now he's the guy who shits on like big franchise movies, particularly the Marvel <laughs> movies all the time. Um, Ziggy Marley uh, plays a character and has a song on the soundtrack. Um, Michael Imperioli uh, and Vincent Pastore are both Sopranos actors who play kind of my, minor yeah. characters in this. Um, and there's definitely a lot of Godfather uh sopranos mobster influence uh in this in the plot there was a ton and actually james gandolfini was supposed to i think he was supposed to play don lino 
um, Robert De Niro's character, but yeah, that doesn't surprise scheduling me. Scheduling conflicts. <laughs> they just had what if they just had the whole he was stupid. Yes. <laughs> it was just that they're all the sharks. For... No, I mean, I thought it was interesting. So, uh, in the movie, we're underwater, we're like in a reef, and we meet Oscar, who's a fish, but like the dark side of it is the sharks are just like the mafia, which is so funny to me. I don't know why it's a weird comparison. Cause it's like a family of um, criminals. Like it's organized crime, mm-hmm. but like the sharks aren't doing anything wrong. It's the natural order of the ocean for them <laughs> to want to eat other fish. Yeah. The sharks are, are they actual loan? Char- like they have a relationship with Martin Scorsese's. Oh, they're loan sharks. Oh my God. They're loan sharks. <laughs> right <laughs> yeah no you told that just i did i never put that together no you're totally right though uh-huh uh, <laughs> yeah just this is a mobster movie set in finding nemo um and yeah, when, yes. when you brought it up i was taken aback <laughs> almost i was like why <laughs> i saw it on hulu and it gave me like a weird flashback memory. I was like, oh, wait, this movie's like not bad. And, you know, it was not like the best thing we've ever watched, but I laughed at times. Mm-hmm. I had laughs. The only thing that was really off putting to me is like the fish's face looks just like Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Like Oscar the fish yeah. looks. It was too uncanny at times. And I was like, <laughs> this is a little weird for me. Yeah. So it came out in 2004. It grossed around $375 million at the global box office, off a budget of $75 million. Critically, I don't think most of the reviews favored it. it middling to bad no. reviews generally. Uh, also apparently generated controversy for oh. perpetuating Italian-American stereotypes. Oh my gosh. It was nominated for Best Animated Feature that year. It lost to The Incredibles, but it did win deservingly it did win a nickelodeon kids choice awards for favorite voice from an animated movie to will smith so it is award winning i mean will smith is great i went from watching king richard on hbo max to shark tale and so it was a little weird going from one will smith role to another (laughs) but i think what really drew me to yeah because when i brought this up to you i was like i haven't watched this probably since 2004 2005 but the voice cast i was like what a weird strong voice cast like can you think of any other animated film angelina jolie has been in i don't have to think what about robert de niro martin scorsese like these are not men you get sit down and pretend to be fish and sharks yeah it's a weird confluence like that point in time was probably the the height of angelina jolie's career the height of will smith's career just so many yeah. factors coming together, like and they made Shark Tale. <laughs> it, it's like obscure and it's not the best movie. And I think that's why I keep saying like they made Shark Tale. Like if all these actors were in something as like successful as like Shrek, I think that makes mm-hmm. sense to me. But that's like Mike Myers. You know what I mean? SNL guy. Like these are Academy Award winning actors. And they sat down and they were like, they read this script of Shark Tale and they were like, mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, King Richard, I haven't gotten to it yet. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Middle, middle of the road. It was good. I'm a big uh, Williams sisters fan. So I liked seeing about their life, but it was, um, it was really long. Yeah. I was like, this could have been trimmed down. (laughs) Will Smith was great in it as he always is. 
he just kills roles. And so Will Smith, 2004, though, he's going to be coming up on things like I Robot, I Am Legend, I Am Legend, I Robots. And he sat down to take time to make this chart. This is like so interesting to me. Like, who does Will Smith pick his movies? Does his agent pick his movies? Who who chose this for Will Smith? He's he's a fish working in a car wash. Excuse me, not a car wash. A whale, a whale wash. <laughs> Which I can't like. <laughs> what it? It's like what it comes back to. It's it's goofy for me. Is I'm guessing Jaden and Willow Smith were young kids at that point. I'm betting Ooh. Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese had grandkids that were watching children's animated films at the time. Angelina Jolie, I think that was the height of her adopting kids uh, with Brad Pitt. <laughs> um, that was the height of it? Yeah, so timing was right for all these people. The only person who makes sense in this movie to me is Jack Black. Yes. This is a Jack Black tier movie. (laughs) Yeah. Like if you had told me Jack Black made this movie, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh my God. Are you ready for this? I was the one who was like poking fun. I was like, what other Angelina Jolie movie is she going to be in an animated movie? Jack Black and Angelina Jolie have been in an animated movie together. What is it? They were in Kung Fu Panda. How silly of me. Oh my God. A much better movie, I would say. One that holds yeah, up much better. Maybe, maybe we'll cover it. <laughs> probably holds up much better. But this, like, to me, is not as good as Kung Fu Panda. But, like, what draws Robert De Niro to this movie and not, like, to a Kung Fu Panda? It's the mob. Is it the Italian-American? It's the Godfather. It's the mob yeah. aspect? Yeah. It's the Goodfellas aspect of it. That's so funny. They're, because I mean, yeah, they are poking fun at the fact that they play those type of roles. They're being typecast. Uh, um, <laughs> that's good so there's not a whole lot to the plot it's a mob not really oscar okay. oscar is like poor yes he he lives at the bottom of the reef okay so there's some he, social commentary uh, to it yeah and he owes a lot of money he he's a gambler i, I think that's the other thing about this movie is he's he's like a degenerate gambler like what kind of kids movie is this he's at the racetrack betting on seahorses money that he owes so, ready for the no okay wait it's worse renee zellweger's angie mm-hmm. he takes up a family heirloom pearl auction or like sells it mm-hmm. for five thousand clams and instead of paying off his debts like he told angie he would with the money he goes to the fucking racetrack he goes to the race what a degenerate yeah uh, there's yeah. there's a direct line from Shark Tale to 2021's Squid Game about degenerate gamblers and social commentary uh, about yeah. classism and wealth. So, you know, maybe I'm not giving Shark Tale its due. Um, <laughs> but so anyways, he owes so much money that the freaking jellyfish are going to whack him. Mm-hmm. They're going to like take him out. OK, also, there's this weird connection between the shark and the puffer fish. They know each other. I, I never that relationship was never established. The, but they know each other from financial dealings. Yeah. They're the, his loan sharks. Yeah. He owes them money. That's I can't <laughs> get over that, dude. Everyone owns the sharks money. <laughs> They're loan sharks. <laughs> I can't believe I never put that together. I watched this like very recently. <laughs> okay. So his boss is the pufferfish, though. 
and he's going to have Oscar freaking whacked because he owes so much money and he gambled it. And it's not lost on me that he goes to the racetrack and the horse he bets on is called Lucky Day because uh-huh. he's like just hoping for one lucky day and he just can't get it. The horse is stuck in the stable. It was supposed to be a sure thing, though. It was supposed to be a sure thing. He heard the race always. was fixed. Isn't it always a sure thing? Yeah. Uh, and the seahorse dies out just before the finish line. And just at so, the end. Just at the end. Comedically, at, just at the end. And so not many kids' cartoons really deal with like a guy who just lost a bet with borrowed money. Like That's what's classic to me, is that's like a very adult theme. Someone who has a, a gambling addiction. And they just snuck it into Shark Tale and made it like the main problem, <laughs> like the main source of conflict. Like he had the money to pay it off. Movie's over. He, you know what I yeah. mean? He, he pays it <laughs> off. He's good. But yeah. instead, he just goes to the racetrack, which is like a very real problem in America. Yeah. The puffer fish sends the uh, the jellyfish to whack him. Uh, and Bob Marley's son, which yes. they're just classic stoners, right? Their eyes are like crossed all the time. <laughs> Not saying that's what weed does to you, but yeah. like, I thought that's what they were going for with those. I was like, is that a stoner reference they tried to slip past us as kids? Could have been. But this is the point. Well, they slipped it past you as an adult, too. <laughs> Apparently. Um, so when he go, they abduct him to, to take him out. And this is where they cross paths with the sharks now. Uh, Michael Imperioli sees Oscar in distress. And what, where does the anchor come from? It's just a random anchor from like the the sea above the the land people. It's like a Titanic sized anchor, though. It's a little morbid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's out of the blue that yeah. it happens. It's very morbid. It's like the second main character's brother dies abruptly <laughs> in the first ten minutes. It's the plot of the movie. He he gets framed for the mur- Oscar gets so the shark dies via anchor. Mm-hmm. And Lenny, who refuses to eat fish, is like sad about his brother. But um, Oscar is like yelling at him to go away. And so the jellyfish come back mm-hmm. and see Oscar with a dead shark. And they assumed he killed it. <laughs> I don't even. That's so stupid. Like, well, first off, the, a fish of Oscar's caliber could never kill a shark. But they start calling him the shark slayer. And then this is the best part of the movie to me is he comes back and starts telling everyone he is the shark killer and he's going to like protect the reef, this, that, and whatever. But in the matter of like a day, he gets stupid, filthy rich. He gets sponsorship deals. Yeah. (laughs) Is that really what he gets rich from? I literally, I was sitting there questioning. I was like, how did he get so rich overnight? But yeah, I guess it is just sponsorship deals because he is on all those ads in the end. It's uh, I guess it would have been before like going viral would have been a, a commonplace thing. But oh, it's probably the most analogous um, we have. Yeah, no, no, no I, I agree. That is a good way to put it. He was like an overnight sensation. Mm-hmm. But He's yeah, like he ends up in boxes. the boxes. He gets a penthouse. I don't know. I don't know who's footing the bill for the penthouse. That's what I'm saying is he gets so much money. He gets a new house. (laughs) Yeah. And that's also great is every time he goes to his house, basically, there's just people there partying. I think it's like one time he goes to this new penthouse and there's only and there's no one there. Enter Angelina Jolie's character. Um, And this is because we don't have to go super linear with the plot, but like 
No, not at all. Her character is there to just be a gold digger. Like her motivations yes. are so self admittedly so underdeveloped. She's like, okay, I'm gonna try and make out with the new overnight sensation. And as soon as he turns her down, she's like, I'm gonna go get him killed by sharks. I don't know. Like it's it's a yeah. really <laughs> abrupt 180. She said it. The only thing she likes more than money is revenge. Duh. Come on. They explained it. No, I'm just kidding. So Angelina's Jolie's character at one point literally even goes, I'm very superficial. She like, (laughs) I don't know. It was, I think it was supposed to, I don't know if it was a joke. Like it really didn't. I was so confused. I was like, who says this about themselves? She was like, at the end of the day. I'm very superficial. And I was like, what? Who says that? <laughs> what a wasted opportunity of a character. Like, you kind of had some depth. She doesn't get redeemed no. as a character at any point. She's super shallow. That's yeah. the point, is she's super shallow. Okay, okay, yeah. She's only into the superficial things. No, I agree. It was like a waste of a character. Because is she like t- temptation to Oscar? I don't even really understand that part. Because mm-hmm. so... uh Angie, who is Oscar's friend at war, uh, at the whale wash, she's got like a big fat crush on him. Mm-hmm. And it's like very obvious. She's like doodling. She's staring at him. She gets jealous of uh, Angelina Jolie's uh, lionfish character mm-hmm. because Oscar's like very in love with Angelina Jolie, even though she's like she blows him off at the racetrack as soon as she realizes he's not rich. <laughs> and then as soon as he's rich again, she's like back interested. It's like, come on. <laughs> You have to, and then Angie even at one point's like, "Why do you think she's interested in you? It's because of your money." Mm-hmm. Like he has, to, he knows that he's he's he not he knows that already. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I, I guess this ties back into Oscar's motivations as a character. They do do a flashback at one point where like his dad worked at the the whale wash his entire life and retired from it, and he used to mm-hmm. idolize his dad, and then for like the uh what do you want to be when you grow up day for school he did a show and tell about his dad working on the whale wash which was cute and then he gets laughed at by all of his friends which is sad but truthful and probably a thing that would happen because kids are cruel um so yeah and working at a whale wash is not like a glorious job like oh here's my other question what what do you think like is getting those whales so fucking dirty (laughs) pollution man they, they, were, <laughs> they were disgusting though they had like sludge and slime and like barnacles and uh-huh. i was like holy crap i would not want to clean these whales uh-huh um so yeah that's his motivations as a character that's why he's so obsessed with getting up to the top of the reef or whatever um on that note what would you say is the shittiest like grunt work job you've ever had if you've had oh wow yeah so when i was um a kid I would go to a summer camp. And so I went for many years to that summer camp. And so when you grow out of it, they give you like an opportunity to like volunteer. Like they didn't pay me. I'm like probably 15, (laughs) maybe 16. They didn't pay me, but I was a service aide. And so I literally did the shit grunt work, clean the bathrooms, chop wood, like cleaned, uh, cleaned canoes and sailboats, like 
that that was working at the whale wash for me. But like because I had gone to the camp for so long, they trick you into thinking it's like fond and good memories uh-huh. and like a good time and you're bonding and you're there for like two weeks and you're part of the staff, but you're not like really part of the staff because you're not getting paid. <laughs> it was yeah, it, it was shit work. <laughs> Are you staying on premises? Like, what are if you're not getting paid? What are the yeah the yeah? Perks? <laughs> okay, you have a cabin. You have you you yeah. You get you get board and food for like the two weeks that you're there. Yeah. So and then the the hope is after that you would be a counselor the next summer. And like you, you got to work fun. your way up. Okay. So like, yeah 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 yeah. That's your. I never I never made it to that part though. That's your wet hot American <laughs> summer. Exactly. Yes, you're <laughs> the exact vibe I was going for. What was the worst job? Grungiest job you ever had? Uh, my first job was working at a, as a bagger at a grocery store. So typical stuff I had to bag and, <laughs> I and remember get that. carts. Yep. Uh, or wore a nice little denim button up at, at, with khakis as my, uh, <laughs> as my uniform. But the worst part of the job was having to empty bottle bins and like, like the can recycling machines. Oh. And it was just, there, there would just be like pools of this black sludge at the bottom of these bins. Ew. And it was, yeah, it was gross. But uh, yeah, I did that for about a year before I went to college and never looked back. Yeah. Shout Ugh. out, shout out Bushes. Terrible, terrible, I was, terrible. I was, <laughs> uh, no, I, I was going to say I was an employee of the month once, but I don't think that's, that was a different job. Um, you never earned that distinction there. Don't no, lie on your resume. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that was my worst job, I'd say. That's, that's bad. Mm-hmm. We have much better jobs now. That's good. Yes. Um, all right. So back to the movie. One one of the things I really appreciated this, like I had to look it up. So it took me out of the moment a little, but I laughed out loud. So I was like, man, this news anchor woman, she like pops in and out of the movie throughout the whole thing. And she's reporting on Oscar, the shark slayer. She's the mm-hmm. one who's really blowing him up, making him famous. Yeah. Um, her name is Katie Current. And it was voiced by Katie Couric. Uh-huh. That's really funny because Katie Couric is obviously a famous newswoman and mm-hmm. to name her Katie current. Cause so it works on a few levels, like current, like uh, 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 in an ocean, there's like a current and like news is like current events. <laughs> mm-hmm. There was uh, in the beginning of the movie, there's uh there's like the Hollywood star with starfish. There's a couple of those. They yeah. do a couple of celebrity puns with fish. None of them are coming to mind right now, but they made me chuckle a little. They weren't good enough to stick out. Yeah. 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 But the Katie, the Katie current one really made me laugh. I was like, that's, that's really clever. And she was in the movie. She was, it was her voice. Mm-hmm. She did it throughout the whole thing. That's what I'm saying is they like, they pulled in the star power on this movie, which to me tells me they thought it was going to be like a huge success where it, it did not do well. Right. Isn't yeah. that what it tells you? I, it, to me, it's like the success of Shrek. They were like, we need to follow it up with something bigger, better, better. Mm-hmm. And then they put this out and it was like, wah, wah. yeah. Uh, I think it was their second at the time. It was their second highest grossing film after Shrek or maybe. Sh- oh, maybe it did. Shrek two. Maybe it did better than I thought. Oh, sure. Shrek, Shrek two is better than Shrek yeah. one. This is like a, not a worst case scenario, but this is, <laughs> the prime example of like when I don't love celebrity voice casting because it's like we have a bunch of names, C- cool, but the movie's kind of shit, like critically. Yeah. yeah, they spend all their money on the actors and not the writing. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's entertaining enough to watch through. It'd be fine to watch with your family. Um, it just doesn't 
pull up. It's a, it, there's funny moments. It's entertaining. Um, I didn't like hate anything about it, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I got you. I could go another 17 years before I watch this again. Yes, I agree with that. No, and I totally agree. I think there's moments that make me chuckle. There's moments that make me laugh. There's good references, but um, overall, it, it's not DreamWorks' best mm-hmm. piece of media. Um, but so, anyways, it, we're, he meets up with he gets Lenny the shark. He like hides him. This mm-hmm. is one thing that kind of bugged me. I was like, do you really think you'd be able to hide a shark in a city that's like totally af- like <laughs> deathly afraid of these sharks? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And so they sneak around at night and then eventually they put on that, like, <laughs> they just sneak around. If they're in like a big city, you can't just sneak around at night. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. yeah. You could, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I won't fault them for that in story logic. Um, this is where Lenny, Jack Black and Oscar, Will Smith, their interests kind of intersect because, uh, mm-hmm. Oscar's got this false reputation. He has to uphold as the shark slayer. Lenny is a vegetarian shark who doesn't fit in in his mobster lone shark family and doesn't. And Robert De Niro's like so disappointed in the fact that he does not eat fish. Yes. And so Lenny would rather disappear. And so they start scheming together to put on a big show of Oscar slaying a second shark in this case, in this case, which yeah. would be Lenny. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a. Which is smart. It's yeah. a good plan. It's good a good scheme. Good plan. Uh, they put on a big fight. It's like this pretty big action. Not, not big. I don't want to even call it an action sequence. It's a. I don't, I don't know what to call it. It's uh. It's the best fight scene I've seen ever. No, just kidding. It's fake though. It's like it's like wrestling. WWE. It was all staged yeah. for the entertainment purposes. Yes, exactly. I thought it was really funny though that the shark like fell to his death. Like they're in water. Like he can swim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no gravity that's really forcing him to fall like that. There's one point where he pries Lenny's uh, mouth open and he just starts yelling these like movie lines essentially like triumphant movie <laughs> lines he's like are you not entertained and then he goes you can't handle the truth and everyone's like well, now you're just saying <laughs> things yeah. and then he ends with you had me at hello yeah. <laughs> it's like now you're not yeah now you've lost it um so i was reading through the, the wikipedia of it about the reception and the middling reviews it got and one of the recurring <laughs> themes is like this is a family movie, obviously, and a lot of times these kids or these kids targeted movies will also be praised for having like adult oriented humor, where this whole movie is essentially adult humor based around like it is. I was a storyline about adults with references to movies from 30 years ago and like. It's just pop culture reference, pop culture it's reference. It's got adult pop culture problems. <laughs> it's a story about adults, adult problems, and adult jokes with just like fun animated shark and fish. Yeah. Which uh I guess I mean, as a as a thesis for our podcast, there can be an argument made that that kind of content should exist, but 
don't <laughs> don't try to sell it as a kid's movie. You know what I mean? Like this isn't the best execution yeah. of it. I think they got carried away with Shrek because Shrek. That's one thing it does really well is it balances like an adult joke every once in a while for the for the parents who took their kids there to laugh. They're like, oh, that was actually funny. Mm-hmm. But the DreamWorks was like, okay let's sneak in 90,000 of these adult jokes because it really is. And it becomes, I never thought of it that way, but the way they do it is because of the, of the gambling and debt (laughs) crippling debt of Oscar the fish. Like it's a very adult themed movie, but it's like trying to be a kid's movie. Uh Uh So here's another random anecdote from the production notes is uh, so it was the working title was shark slayer when they first announced it and then they changed <laughs> I actually it because like that better. it was a little too dark for them. Um, <laughs> but one of the producers said, we set out to make a movie a little more noir, perhaps a little darker than where we've landed. What were they trying to make? <laughs> oh my God. They were trying to make like a real mobster movie <laughs> yeah. with the sharks being like menacing and uh, think about it. No, Oscar's in like crippling debt. This was supposed to be like a grungy, like under the sea mob movie of a guy trying to get out of debt. That's hilarious. He said we were going for something much darker. (laughs) Would I be interested in watching that version of the film? Maybe. Yes. I don't, I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Same cast, same exact cast, grungy, grungy movie. Angelina's character is like a lot more like uh, like promiscuous. Yeah, give me the Snyder cut of Shark Tale 2004. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I'm all about it. Um It took him 75 million dollars to make this movie and I bet if they just had 100 mil they would have been able to do it. They got Martin Scorsese <laughs> to be like a very he's not like a cameo. He's like a regular character uh-huh. throughout the movie. I wonder if he's done any other animated stuff. That would be the question. Has yeah. Martin Scorsese starred before or since in an animated film? Also, like, I just don't think of him as like an actor. His Wikipedia is way too long. I'm not finding anything at a, at a quick glance. No. It's unusual. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. It's very unusual. <laughs> they they expected this movie to have such a legacy. They expected this to be like groundbreaking. Come on, there's no way you can tell me with this cast. They were like, this is movie's gonna go down at all time. And it's been forgotten in the halls of, of movies. One thing uh, that I will credit Shark Tale with is a pretty amazing soundtrack. Just as star-studded as its voice cast is the Shark Tale motion picture soundtrack. Um, Most (laughs) notably, the Car Wash cover by Christina Aguilera featuring Missy Elliott, which, I mean, granted, I was 12 when this came out. I didn't know that that was a... (laughs) You didn't appreciate it. I didn't know it was a cover song, but it was a bop. It still is um working at the car wash yeah it's still a great song you can still catch people randomly singing it and mm-hmm. it's from this movie they put <laughs> so much they put so much into this movie to make like so think about it like shrek like we talked about was like the the uh the the stepchild of all their projects it got like normal music like mm-hmm. uh, some some good voice actors but like this movie they were like 
we need to step it up to the tens. We're going to get an original. We're going to buy the rights to car wash and make a new version of it. Mm -hmm. It's got Mary J. Blige. This one, this one blew my mind. D12 was high. <laughs> I know. I saw that. I was just laughing <laughs> when I saw that. It, like, this is I think supposed it, to be such a grungy inner city movie. This yeah. is like a dark, the, the inner city life of the reef. It's a, like, so I think that, that D12 song played during the credits. And I was like, is this fucking D12? <laughs> 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 it's, it's crazy. It's um, crazy. Mary J. Blige, Justin Timberlake featuring Timbaland. Mm -hmm. This would have been yeah, probably yeah. right around when Sexy Back came out. So right when Justin Timberlake yep. was making his comeback as a solo artist, um, Pussycat Dolls are on it. Uh, did I say Ludacris already? Maybe. Um, no, you didn't. I love Ludacris. I totally forget. Yeah, the, the soundtrack's amazing. And then here's one for you. One of I think I don't know what part of it is by this composer, but listed on the soundtrack is the one and only. Probably Oscar award winning Hans Zimmer from Inception. Wait, you're joking. <laughs> from the Dark Knight movies. From Interstellar. Interstellar. Some of. Wait, the, wait, 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 wait. The modern day John what? Williams himself, Hans Zimmer. Did he, you're do, did he do Dune? I feel like he probably. I don't know. I could be making it's, that up. It's right up his alley. Yeah. Um, I think. <laughs> also oh my god that's insane that hans zimmer would be on this what could he have produced as the film's closing theme so probably just a random <laughs> bit of like music without any lyrics to it like literal you know film score probably cost them though <laughs> hey this could have been this was pre all of that this was four years before the dark knight movie so hans yeah, zimmer's stock not was a not name yet. Was they got not him at a yet. discount yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Wait, that's uh, actually insane. I'm, Evan, everything we have seen and talked about this movie, they were expecting this to be like a worldwide phenomena. Like, mm -hmm. think about how like Shrek had the green ketchup, like at Burger King and all that. Like, they expected the Shark Tale to be on Pop-Tarts. Like, they were going, they expected so much more out of this movie than they got. Mm -hmm. There's no sequel, is there? I think there may have been like a, a follow up short at some point. I don't I, I, I don't think so, which just tells you something because they will milk sequels for all they can. It's, it's not a sequel. It's a five minute short film called Club Oscar. Doesn't count. That was a bonus feature on the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That doesn't count for anything. So. In a day and age where reboots and remakes and sequels are like all that we see. I don't think anyone's like itching. Like, that's no one's like, we need Shark Tale 2. Yeah. Let's bring them all back. That's how you know this did not pan out how they wanted it to. Because <laughs> any DreamWorks movie, any children's movie, they would try to turn into a franchise. And this one, they're like, yeah, one's good. We got one and done. We got our money back. <laughs> <laughs> they were like let's, thankfully thankfully we got happened. our money back yeah um so i mean granted i don't always i don't love to rely on rotten tomatoes because there are moments that i vehemently disagree with it but the film has a 36 yeah. percent 
on there. That seems fair. Yeah. Middle of the road. It's very middle of the road. It was okay. I enjoyed parts of it. It really despised other parts of it. Uh, what drew me to it was the voice cast. After all these years, I was like, look at all these actors in this. And um, it, it may be a good testament to what you say quite often is like just having celebrities for the sake of having celebrities and animated stuff does not always pan out the way mm-hmm. um, I think like a studio thinks. Like Mike, Mike Myers does a whole voice for Shrek. He's not just Will Smith's voice <laughs> and mm-hmm. face on Oscar the Fish. Yeah. Um, the modern day parallel would be, I don't even know what the movie's called, but do you remember the, the viral clip video of that movie about like Yetis or something where it's like Zendaya is Michi. And then that was a whole meme in and of itself. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I do. Never saw the movie, but you're right. It had an amazing cast though. Yeah. That's, they haven't learned, right? Um, they had no, they have it because you know what? Think about it. They got their money back and made money. Like they're not trying to make a franchise out of this. They were like, okay, let's take our money and run. They're not here to make art. (laughs) I was gonna say, I think this is a prime example of why like Pixar is more successful than DreamWorks. This is, if this is the direction they thought they needed to go after Shrek, they didn't like learn the right lessons. And like fundamentally, th- there's two different studios, right? I think DreamWorks will always be more concerned with making commercial pop culture. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's the pop and yeah. pop culture. It's just surface level. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like good for a viewing. You had a good time. You experienced something. Not going to remember that experience. But like we forgot about this movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas this was forgettable. Yeah. Pixar tells emotional stories and, and that's kind of where they mm-hmm. start. Um, and they connect with you on a deeper level. Uh, on the whole, I feel like plot wise also not a whole lot happens in the movie. So we, we set yeah. up the beginning of it plot wise. He get mistakenly, is mistakenly kills a shark accused of killing a shark or credited with killing a shark. I should say, um, there you go. There you go. Schemes with Lenny, the shark to, to sell the bit even more. And then after what is the, Lenny getting out of this, like Lenny lived in like a mansion, Lenny's trying like to in disappear. a Titanic mansion. Lenny's trying to disappear. Yeah, but he's got to live in that crappy garage and pretend he's a dolphin. Like that's not a viable solution to his problem. Yes. So I, I broke this movie up into chunks just because I was doing work and, and watching it. Um, and I was like 40 minutes into the movie and they just got. To <laughs> and you're the, like, what's going on? Yeah. They just got to like the, the fake fight with Lenny and Oscar. I was like, what? There's yeah. like only a half hour left. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're going to have to pack a lot of story into it. And they didn't. After that, all that happens is they, they meet up with the Domino. Yeah, there's a sit down and then they go back to the whale wash and that's it. There's like five plot points in this movie. 
there's a, there's a father son moment in there, but no, I think my favorite is they go to the sit down and he like invites him and it's like a real formal thing and they're talking. And uh, once Lenny gets revealed that he's the dolphin that's standing there and he like scoops up Angie in his mouth, one of the sharks leads over to another one and goes, this is the best sit down I've ever been to. And that made me laugh out loud. That was like hysterical. <laughs> I was like, this is probably a pretty exciting sit down for them. Yeah. Um. I really liked, I forget what scene it was. It was, uh, I think one of the times that Don Lino gets on the phone with Oscar and starts to yeah. threaten him and Oscar's being brash and mm-hmm. saying, Oh, I'm the shark slayer. Uh, and then Luca, the octopus, <laughs> Classically. yeah, Luca, the octopus cuts <laughs> he, in. He's like, he, Oh, he I'd like to order a large pepperoni pizza. <laughs> like, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Luca, Luca was the only funny one. There's another bit where they're at uh, Frankie. So when uh, Lenny's brother dies, they're having a funeral and the octopus like tries pouring tea into a cup, but Mm -hmm. because it's just liquid, it kind of like drifts off in the water and never (laughs) makes it to the cup. And he like looks in the cup. He's like, where'd the tea go? It was like such a blink and you'll miss it moment. But I've determined the, the octopus henchman was probably the funniest character out of everyone. No one else was really that comedically strong. Maybe Lenny. Maybe Lenny. I love Jack Black. Jack Black's a hero in my mind. Jack Black is great. I think he's I think he's underutilized in this movie. Now that I think about it. 100%. Like I said this is such a Jack Black movie and they don't they don't really use much of him at all. I almost didn't recognize his voice if I'm being honest. I almost didn't recognize that he was Lenny. He he does a good job and that's what I'm saying is He's like a voice actor. I could see him someone doing multiple voice acting deals. Like Will Smith did nothing to his voice. He just was Oscar the Fish. Yeah. I don't know if any of the other actors did anything with their voices either. They're all pretty recognizable. I feel like Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro was his normal self, but like he's got a nice like, I don't know, gravitas. So maybe I give him a pass for some reason. Yeah. (laughs) Totally underutilized Jack Black, though. Uh, going back to some of the backlash this movie got. Yeah, let's do that. That's fun. Go to the Wikipedia page. It's under reception. Yeah. After box office okay. and critical reception, there's social commentary. So e- Evan is making sure everyone knows this is not his opinion or something he said. Okay, what does it say, though? Go on. Uh, so it, re- it got backlash for perpetuating negative stereotypes of Italian-Americans and its antagonists including the Order Sons of Italy in America commented on it. The Italic Institute of America protested the movie. Oh, my God. Uh, another protest coordinated by the Italic, Italian-American One Voice Coalition of New Jersey. Oh, God. This, uh, did, did not do well with, <laughs> with part of the Italian-Americans yeah. have been so scrutinized in America for so long, unfairly mm-hmm. treated. So a formal apology from two dudes watch cartoons to the Italian American community. Yeah. On behalf of this movie. <laughs> Another one I'm seeing is separate, a separate backlash that it got. Um, <laughs> the American Family Association, a Christian conservative organization, raised concerns about <laughs> Shark Tale, suggesting it was designed to promote the acceptance of gay rights by children. One, I don't know how, how where, you're reading that in where, the film. Where is there a moment like that? I thought they were going to say something about the gambling. <laughs> and, Why yeah, does so, no one have a problem with the gambling in the movie? Oscar clearly has a gambling problem. Yes. Uh, one, 
where are you reading that subtext in the movie? Yeah. <laughs> Two, fuck you. Who cares? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're all on board. Um, oh my god. <laughs> People are crazy. I, I'm, I'm like racking my brain. I'm like really trying to think of what part of the movie had any sort of. Is it? I mean, maybe Lenny not wanting to be like a typical shark, but he's just a vegetarian. Like, what? that's a stretch. That's a stretch. I have no idea. I have no idea. It's that's um, not. I didn't think it was like a metaphor. Maybe it was. I don't know. So to the American That's... Family Association, I say, fuck you. Our emails, yeah, no apologies at gmail.com if you want to write us back. But fuck you guys. You can add us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, add us. Um... <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean... I think that's about all I got of this movie. There's not a lot of meat on this bone. There's not a lot of meat on this fish. Um, like I said, what drew me to it was the cast uh-huh. i think it's really interesting and i think once i watched it the interesting part to me and i've said it several times was i really think they thought they were going to have a home run here <laughs> i think they expected like great things from this movie <laughs> and it's just <laughs> by by the legacy they were intending <laughs> i think it flopped mm-hmm. um but t- to their credit i guess that marketing plan of having the all-star cast it worked on you. It mm-hmm. stopped you dead in your tracks yeah. on Hulu 17 years later. So that's impressive. Yeah, it did. I literally did. I was like, oh, my God, I, I haven't seen this movie in so long. I was <laughs> like, I think I have fond memories of it. I would have remembered that Will Smith was in it and none of the other people. Uh, no, same. Yes, I remembered Will Smith and I knew none of the other people. So as I was reading down the list, I was like more and more surprised. Mm-hmm. This is... It's a fine movie. It's an okay watch. Throw it on. If you literally have nothing else yeah. you need to watch, throw it on. You might you might have a laugh or two. It's it's a whopping 90 minutes. It won't take you long. Won't take you long at all. I started it. I started it by accident and then took a nap during it and was like, hey, Evan, we should watch this. And then I had to finish it. <laughs> so I, I watched it like one and a half times recently. Yeah. If you're not going to watch the whole 90 minutes of it, Maybe just skip that all together and listen to the soundtrack that comes in at 50 minutes and 30 seconds. Much better use of your time. Much more worthwhile. Um, that's, that's really funny. Good recommendation. Yeah. Good recommendation. Do you have any closing thoughts here, Evan? I think we just kind of did them. So. Yeah, it's an okay. It was fine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel yeah. better for having watched it. <laughs> I feel better having talked about it with you. Yes. I'm glad. (laughs) So that's the one good thing out of this. You know, the way I actually view this is like, we watched it. So you guys don't have to. (laughs) We took one for the team. If you guys could listen to this podcast and get all of the good moments out of the movie from just us talking about it. Yeah. If so, if you were wondering, if you scrolled past Shark Tale on Hulu, and we were wondering, should I check it out? Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't don't sweat it. I don't think keep, you have to. Keep looking. Yeah, keep keep, keep scrolling. <laughs> Just go on past it. See what else you find. <laughs> oh, man. Swim on by. Yeah, of the two underwater underwater related medias, I actually liked Aquaman more. <laughs> True. Oh yeah, I forgot. This is our themed week. <laughs> underwater. Yeah, under it's the under sea. the sea. <laughs> 
We're doing uh, themed themed months now, <laughs> if you weren't aware. Not on purpose. On two dudes watch cartoons. Welcome to Under the Sea. <laughs> um yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I didn't even normally when I take notes for these things, I write down like a lot of really funny lines mixed in with the plot that's going on. Mm-hmm. I just caught myself writing down the plot this time. <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing, but I was laughing, but not like laugh out loud funny stuff. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, just like an uh, exhale through my nose, the quick like. <sighs> yeah, uh, <laughs> the the quick exhale. <laughs> I got me. Um, yeah, part partly out of spite, partly out of uh, <laughs> laziness. I didn't take any notes, but also there wasn't. You took no notes. I took zero. <laughs> I was like, I think it's good. I think I'm just going to wing it off the Wikipedia. <laughs> I <laughs> I wouldn't have known if you hadn't yeah. told me. I wouldn't have known. So good job. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, no, I'm, I know you're trying to rack your brain for anything else you could fit in about it. Yeah, I got nothing. No, no, it was a fine movie. You know, I think if uh, a child wanted to watch it, I would watch it with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend it to them, but I'd watch it with them. <laughs> <laughs> I'd sit down one more time in the next 17 years. We can watch it when you graduate. <laughs> uh, this is rare, but I tr- like. I think you can tell how we feel about this movie because we truly have nothing more to say about it. (laughs) We've wrapped it up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I think that'll do it for this episode of two dudes watch cartoons. Thank you for listening. Uh, Subscribe to the pod, leave us a review, all that stuff. Follow us on Instagram. Let us know how much you did not enjoy shark tale. (laughs) Yes. Do that. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, follow us at Two Dudes Watch on Twitter and Two Dudes Watch Cartoons on Instagram. Uh, yes, yes, r- please write, write us a recommend. Write us an email at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons at Gmail. Whoa. Have questions about Shark Tale? Hit up, hit us up at Two Dudes Watch Cartoons at Gmail you, you drop the email tw- twice in one podcast. Good job. Did I? Oh wow, shit, nice. You, you told people if they have hate, they could email us at oh, Two yeah. Dudes Watch Cartoons. <laughs> It was no, like no. not that long ago either. That was, that was just the American Family Association. This is for yeah, everyone just else. them. This is for everyone else. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Uh, thanks for talking about this with me, Evan. I know I, I recommended it out of the blue, but uh, I'm uh, I regret watching it, but I don't regret podcasting about it. You're you're one <laughs> you're one for two on Rex Emperor's New Group. Fantastic. <laughs> Shark yes. Tale, not so great. <laughs> I, I was hoping I could follow up the Emperor's New Groove, but no, this did this landed flat. It's okay. 50 50 is a pretty good ratio. Also, to bring it back on a serious note, if you have a gambling addiction like Oscar the Fish, please go seek help. <laughs> if you find yourself betting family heirlooms in an attempt to pay debt and then find yourself at the racetrack instead, please uh, find a number online. Please go seek help. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know. I got it. I got it. That's a good one. It's <laughs> good. All right. Uh yeah. Okay. This this is devolved. That's that's all I got. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm officially out of things. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Woo! So do you watch cartoons?